Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency, helping you do more and be better. And now here's your host, Zachary Sexton. Welcome to the Productivity Show. My name is Zachary Sexton, and today got another solo episode. We don't have many of these, so I hope you enjoy it. We talk a lot about rituals here on the podcast, on the blog. If you signed up for our email newsletter, it's just something that is a recurring theme throughout Asian efficiency. And we like rituals because it allows you to do things consistently, have some default action that are positive in your life. They just become part of you. Sort of like when you wake up in the morning, you just brush your teeth. Well, you could do that in a lot of other areas in your life. And you know, we talk about some of our favorite ones, our morning ritual, which just sets the tone for the rest of your day, and an evening ritual, which allows you to go to bed, meditation, which allows you to get a little bit more control of those thoughts that are running around in your mind, and journaling, uninterrupted times, so you can do some of that focused work. But in our research, we've come up across a lot of different rituals that are out there, and I just wanted to take the time to share some unique approaches to rituals that I've found in my study of rituals. So we've got seven rituals for you. I don't know how long this podcast is going to take to go through. It might be one of the shorter episodes, or I might just get yak and then it'll be one of the longer ones. So we'll see. The first unusual ritual is actually a ritual I just learned about last week in the dojo. We've got a minister in there named Sasha, and she was telling all the other members that ministers often get one day off a week where they're free to do anything that they want, and it's usually geared towards study and personal renewal. So unless there's some sort of emergency that they need to come to, they, they take this day. It's not Sunday. That's usually the day of rest for most people, but that's the ministers don't necessarily have that day of rest uh, for themselves. But this day is just completely for them. And she was talking about how she wanted to use her day of rest and renewal as one big, long ritual. And she had some ideas of how she was going to string a number of smaller rituals together. And I really enjoyed her post where she said she she was going to string, do something. So maybe decorate the room, bake something tasty, uh, do arts and crafts projects. So it's one of the, the categories. Uh, spiritual practice. So not necessarily studying the, the Bible. She's a Christian, but mindfulness meditation or centering prayer, uh, go somewhere, a park or museum or movie, uh, exercise. She suggested dance or taekwondo and stretching, uh, read something fun, so fiction or poetry or comics, uh, learn something passively, uh, learn something actively. So you could either watch a documentary or research or journal or write, uh, write something like fiction or a poem and plan something. Maybe you've got a, uh, a trip coming up or you want to plan your, your meals for the week. So that was her thought. And I really like that idea of a day of personal renewal. So that might be a ritual you guys think about taking. And, and it comes from somebody in the dojo. So I really appreciate Sasha sharing that. Another one you guys might have heard of before, but I just find it really interesting is Bill Gates has a twice a year week long retreat with 
Bill Gates. <laughs> he doesn't have anybody else there, no family, nobody from any of his nonprofits that he's now working with, nobody from Microsoft. He takes this Think Week, as he dubs it, and he reads, he hikes, he does yoga, he does meditation, he learns about personal development. He uh, read a uh, interview he did where he was talking about, oh, I learned about happiness and how it actually more consistently having happy occurrences rather than big crazy moments of happiness is more important so i'm going to try to have some more consistent happy moments in my life so it's bill gates even gets into this self-development stuff so you, you might think that it's not important but some successful people would beg to differ so taking an entire week off if you can swing two two entire weeks off throughout the year to really get that 50,000 foot view, uh, n- you know, more than just the week, more than just the month or the year, uh, more even than your, your five or 10 year plan. But just think, well, what direction do you want your life to go overall? You know, what are some of your values? What are, uh, what are some things that are important to you? And, and maybe not have some expectations of it, just let yourself decompress and see what happens. And Bill claims a lot of uh, important insights came during that time. One of them being at the dawn of the internet revolution is diving into Netscape Navigator rather than just staying with software. And it might seem a little old school, but it was pretty revolutionary at the time. All right. Third ritual that I uh, I actually adore. I'm a part of it, I, but I noticed two Charles uh, had this same ritual, so I wanted to, to share it with you guys. Both Charles Dickens and Charles Darwin take breaks in the afternoon for exercise. So uh, the reason that I do it, and I actually just got done with mine, it was a little bit later, I uh, went and did a, a little insanity workout, and I'm pretty tired, <laughs> but I'm a lot more uh, with it uh, as far as mentally because I've got that oxygen to the brain and those two did the same. They found that they they would work uh, pretty hard in the morning and then just take the whole afternoon off to to their form of exercise was uh, was hiking and walking around. So Charles Dickens and Charles Darwin. I don't know as much about their their particular ritual and what it looked like, um, but they seem to be pretty successful people within our history, and they were uh, they they had that same ritual as well. The fourth ritual I want to share with you guys is about working on your most important task or your frog, as Brian Tracy might call it, every single day. Now Jerry Seinfeld is a successful comedian. You may or may not like his style of comedy. But nonetheless, very successful guy, very prolific guy, has, has a lot of material out there, and he has one rule. He writes a joke every single day. So if that's something that you, you've got one area of your life, if you've got that one thing uh, that, that I talked to Jay Papazan about that you want to improve and just be the best at, doing it every single day, taking some time to do it every single day, making a ritual out of doing that thing, you know, whether it be you know a musical instrument, uh, athletic performance, writing, or um, uh, singing, podcasting, and working a little bit every single day can be a ritual that would have some compound effects. Because if you write one joke a day, uh, that might lead into a few more, but at least at the end of the year, you've got over 300, almost 400 new new jokes or 400 new uh, writing blog entries or 400 new whatever, you know, you name it. And that compound effect will, will add up 
over the years. The fifth ritual that I want to tell you about is from an author that I recently became a fan of named Robert Caro. I am listening to an epically long uh, 40-hour audiobook, which is the first of a four-part series on Lyndon Baines Johnson, which was one of the United States presidents. Uh, It's called Path to Power, The Years of LBJ. I guess it's 960 pages, and again, one of four parts, and he just goes in-depth. The history the interviews he does, the the way he's able to paint a picture of uh, of the time is amazing. I haven't even heard of anything like this before. It's it's so in depth, and I the reason I got into it is because I'm living in Austin, Texas now, and I wanted a book for uh, Texas history, and somebody suggested this to me as it was a great book for Texas history because it starts even before the 1960s. It gets into his great-grandparents who come out um, uh, you know, before the Alamo. Um, so I'm learning a lot there, but he has, since he's been working, he writes a book every 10 years. He comes out with these epic tomes every 10 years to separate work and home. He's got a rule that he can never talk about uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson at dinner. And, um, and he does that because he's so intense and focused on his work that he wants to have that time where he's pulled out so he can, he can be with his wife, he can be with his family and not be immersed in this world that he's so nicely created for the readers. And number six is a a side hustle ritual. And some of you might not be a fan of that word, but I I like that word. Side hustle is when you're, you maybe have a nine to five job, but you're you're working on something on the side, you know, whether it be a business or a, a little art that you have going. And it's become popular now because a lot of people um, have the ability to create outside of their job because we've got the tools for it. All you need is a computer and internet connection. Boom, you're good to go. You can you can find an audience very quickly, and and um, and there's there's many more tools that you can at your disposal. Many more people at your disposal to uh, connect with and to create with. Now. Before the internet, one of my favorite childhood authors, Roland Dahl, had a side hustle, which was writing. He, he has a farm, and he would go out and, uh, and work on that farm in the morning, and then from 10 a.m. to noon, he would write, and then he would go tend to the animals and uh, do what he needed to do around, around his farm again, and from 4 to 6, he would write, and some of the best childhood books that my best memories, uh, the BFG, Matilda, the witches, James and the giant peach, Charlie and the chocolate factory, which much better than Willy Wonka. I like Willy Wonka, but the book is, uh, the book's where it's at. He, he had his side hustle. He had a ritual of, of writing those four hours each day and very prolific, very famous author by taking that time out to perform his daily writing ritual. Now, Probably the the biggest ritual guy of them all, Benjamin Franklin. He had a lot of virtues. He, I think he talked a bigger game than he actually followed through with, which is all right. He had a, a life that changed a lot, so he'd always try to live up to certain rituals, and then you know sometimes not. Um, but one of his rituals that I, I'm not sure how much he stuck with, but he he very much intended to. He put it in his biography. 
I, I listened to his autobiography, which is a little bit more, I don't know, uh, less polished than, than what Benjamin Franklin wanted you to see. But in his biography, you can see how he had his ideal days laid out. And from five to seven, it would, he would wake up and wash and, um, and, uh, have breakfast and, he had this weird thing where he called it an air bath where he would stand naked in a window and let the cold air wash over him. He did it in the evening too. Uh, you know, he, he was a great scientist in many ways. I, I don't, I'm not sure if that one has much validity to it, but, uh, but he would start his day every day with what good shall I do this day? And then he had a very structured day. He would work from 8 to 11. Um, from noon to 1, he would read and look over his accounts. And then from 2 to 5, he'd work again. And then from 6 to 9, he, he would uh, have dinner, music, diversions. He, I know he was big into chess um, and, and just having conversations with people. And then he would sleep from, from 10, to, 10 to 5 again. So before he went to sleep, he asked himself another question. What good have I done today? So he sandwiched his days with in, an intention to do something good and a reflection on whether if any good came of that day. So that is the seventh ritual that I wanted to, to tell you about. There's lots more of them. There's a, a great book out there and also a blog called Daily Routines where you can find some very unique ones from various artists and authors and philosophers and economists that um, uh, that I, I dug a few of these out of. It was part of the research in our rituals course. So that's seven alternative rituals that you can listen to. It's take a day off every week for personal renewal and study. Take an entire week off once or twice a year for uh, a think week like Bill Gates. Follow Charles Dickens and Charles Darwin and me and taking the afternoons off for exercise. Work on your most important task every day with the Seinfeld don't break the chain method. Just do it every single day to take advantage of that compound effect of something that you're really focused on. Separate work and home. Keep a distinct line between the two and, uh, and don't let them blur. Side hustle ritual. Find a time every day for your little side hustle until it becomes your your main hustle. I'm pretty sure Roland Dahl was uh, was, was was pretty much a writer by the end of his days. And um, ask yourself at the beginning and the end of the day, what good shall you do? Because you know, otherwise, why else are we here? I appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully. Listening to the Productivity Show is part of your weekly ritual. Somebody who listens to the show named Jackie says the show is full of actionable, practical steps to create more time in your life. And hey, who does not want that? If listening to the Productivity Show is a ritual for you, we would love to hear your feedback in iTunes. You can give us a hopefully five-star review or four or three, whatever you want. Honest feedback is great. And let us know how we're doing. And I just want to end it with the way that I've ended it in the past with my distillation of just about anything and everything you could do to be more productive. Just one long run on sentence. But without further ado, please plan and then do review, organize, prioritize, eliminate the unimportant, delegate and automate what you can focus on your most important task. Take care of yourself, find momentum 
move towards your ideal, achieve anything, not everything, enjoy this life, do more, and be better. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next Productive Monday.